0: I'm Jerry Hancock, welcome back to Men in Balance. A special treat now, an interview with Coach Bob McKillop of the Davidson Wildcats. Welcome, Coach. Delighted to be here with you, Jerry. Thanks for coming. Um, Well, I guess we might as well get the bad news out of the way. A heartbreak of an ending of the season, right? Uh,
1: An absolutely uh, stunning defeat. uh, And the emotions that you felt uh, because there was such joy in a period of uh, that last minute minute and a half two minutes when you thought victory was in hand and then to have it evaporate so quickly so rapidly uh, and right in front of your eyes uh, an extraordinary shift in emotions and uh, heartbreaking for our guys and uh, to see the pain in their eyes in the aftermath of that uh, Game is uh, something that will stay with me for a long
0: time. Oh, I'm sure. How are the guys doing, by
1: the way, with Uh, that? Resilient, as uh, young men always are. Um, The pain uh, stayed with them that day, and obviously, as they watched the games unfold that weekend and now even this weekend. uh, they they thought of themselves being in that position and what could have been. Mm. And I think those regrets uh, will be part of uh, a memory for them for some time to come.
0: Yeah, nonetheless, a great season, great season. And I guess my first question about the team is you're gonna lose some seniors and that's gonna be hard to replace. We
1: are certainly gonna lose uh, four outstanding players, uh, four outstanding young men, four outstanding leaders. Uh, Jake Cohen, Nick Cochran, JP Coleman, Clint Mann will all graduate uh, continue our marvelous record of uh, graduating our players. Uh, Jake will pursue a career in professional basketball, whether it's here in the States or in Europe, uh, still to be determined. Uh, Nick will follow the same path. Nick will have several opportunities in the European continent. Uh, J.P. Coleman's been accepted at Florida State University in uh, medical school and will start that in uh, the coming semester. And Clint Mann will go back to uh, Kansas City and uh, uh, is searching for an opportunity in the world of teaching and coaching.
0: Wow. What's the record? Ninety-five percent graduation rate? Does that sound I, right?
1: I think we're a little bit better than that. Uh, so we have one in my tenure, so in twenty-four years only one has not graduated. Is right? yeah. And there's a reason. Uh, Stephen Curry left after three years and uh, he's the only one and and yet he has made uh, remarkable progress. Uh, Each summer he's been back on campus taking a class and even during the NBA lockout last year he came back and uh, took two classes. So uh, he had to accomplish seven classes in the aftermath of his departure to the NBA and I believe he's accomplished uh, four or five of them at this Mm. point. So he's uh, two maybe three classes away from getting that degree.
0: Well um, It's good to talk sports. I want to also talk about some other things and about your own life. And a season of 24, 24 seasons here at Davidson, right? Lifetime, yes, 24 (laughs) wonderful years. You came in 1989, is that correct? Yes,
1: 1989, my first May May of 1989.
0: So the next longest tenure would have been uh, Lefty?
1: I really don't know. Um, uh, You know, a remarkable thing about uh, the hiring of myself Uh, you have to look back to Lefty. Lefty was also brought here out of high school.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I'm convinced that the search committee and Terry Holland, who was so instrumental in me coming here, looked at Lefty's uh, track record and said, well, the last time we took a guy out of high school, uh, Lefty Drizell did fairly well. And uh, I I think as I left Long Island Lutheran High School in New York, uh, I perhaps uh, was hired because I also had that high school pedigree.
0: Mm. Well, it's been a great run, and 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 I know now you're already busy in recruiting, and that's going to consume you for the next while, right,
1: Jerry? The remarkable thing about this job is during the season, from October right through March, your total focus is game preparation, practice, uh, games, uh, player relations. Then, as the season ends. Uh, That is evaporated and your time is a real challenge because you have so many balls juggling in the air. You mentioned recruiting, that's big right now. Uh, uh, We also uh, post-season evaluation, uh, the development of players in the off-season, scheduling our games for next year, summer camp, uh, our planning for our trip to Europe which Mm -hmm. will occur in August. Uh, you start to do those things that you neglected during the season because of uh, the lack of time, so now you work on your marketing, your promotions. So there's a variety of balls wow. that I'm juggling right
0: now. <laughs> well, this is called Men in Balance, so let me just ask you, how are you doing on your balance with all that? That's a lot of balls to have in the air at the same time.
1: Fortunately, I've got a terrific staff, uh, assistant coaches and uh, Susan Mercer in the office, uh, just a superb cross-section of talents, uh in, in all of uh, the highest character and work ethic. Yeah.
0: Um, I've been a season ticket holder for a while and so I I sit on the same side as the team. So I keep a close eye on you and I've watched you work with the team for a number of years and I gotta say that this this is one of the rare uh, situations where I see such respect between the team and the coach and I mean that sincerely. I'm just curious uh, has anyone else commented on that for you?
1: You know it's a product of um of the young men that we have Uh, they they come from backgrounds in which accountability responsibility respect are part of their their upbringing Mm -hmm. Uh, so whether it's a two-parent family or a one-parent family uh, our guys are successful in the classroom because they've been taught discipline at home and that discipline is carried through in their uh, work in the classroom and obviously in their performance on the basketball court.
0: Well, that makes your job a little easier for sure, right? It's a sort of
1: a safety net you have at Davidson College with the, the, the rigor of our academics and the high academic standards. Uh, immediately, uh, we uh, find ourselves recruiting players who are um, given the qualities uh, by their parents of accountability and responsibility.
0: Mm-hmm. I guess when you started out your career, you probably had no idea you'd wind up 24 years at Davidson uh, or more, so h- how, did, how, did, how did you see it when you started out?
1: When I started at Davidson, I uh, was uh, the typical um, ladder-climbing, aggressive, consumed coach, uh, always looking one step ahead where that next job would be. And I thought I'd come to Davidson, wave a magic wand. And after waving that magic wand that having success, I'd uh, become the, an ACC coach or a Big East coach or maybe even a coach of the New York Knicks. And when I started to struggle as, as a successfully here at Davidson, we lost and we lost and we lost. Uh, my first year, I blamed the players. Uh, my second year, I blamed the college and its admission standards and its budget limitations. My third year, I blamed the staff. and. Uh, um, I eventually blamed myself. And in that process of of pointing fingers and laying blame, uh, it all came back to me, and I was brought to my knees in a way I've never been brought to my knees before, doubting myself, questioning myself, and realizing that uh, uh, climbing the ladder isn't as important as being on that rung and living that rung as best as you can. And uh, I I learned the very valuable lesson that uh, the, the job I had was a job of ministry, of ministering to the players I had. They would charge to my responsibility, they would charge to, to my leadership, and I was neglecting that because my eyes were on something beyond what I had at that point, and only when I lost did I understand uh, the terrible mistake I made in those first three years. Well
0: that's also made you uh, a valuable resource for coaching other people, has it not? I mean it's given you a perspective of life that uh, a lot of folks never get.
1: I, I think it's helped me in my marriage. I think it's helped me as a parent and it certainly has helped me as a leader of a staff and also in the lessons I can communicate to the players I've had for 24 years. They leave here uh, not just better as jump shooters and basketball players, but uh, I, I think with a, uh, a library of information and knowledge and experience to that, that help them as they uh, meet the challenges of this ever-changing world.
0: And along the way, you've raised a couple of kids, including some basketball players, right?
1: Uh, certainly. Uh, you, know, you know, I'll tell you a very uh, remarkable story. We were fortunate, Kathy, my wife, and I, to have three magnificent children, Karen, the eldest, a 2002 graduate of Davidson, Uh, Matthew in 2006, and uh, Brendan in 2010. Uh, Matthew and Brendan both played for us. Uh, Karen was an outstanding tennis player at North Mac, but because of uh, uh, an injury, was not able to continue her career as a collegian, but became Phi Beta Kappa. In those early years, uh, as Kathy raised the children, I was so consumed with the job of getting Davidson uh, recognized and, and better that I neglected being at home. I wasn't as home as I should have been, as, mm-hmm. a, normal, as a normal father was. And uh, her tennis matches, I'd rarely make them. Uh, a, a, something at the school, I'd rarely attend because I was out recruiting, I was traveling, I was working with someone else's mm-hmm. children other than my own. And um, wouldn't you know that uh, we lost in 2010, in two thousand. Uh, 2011 we lost in the Southern Conference tournament and on the night that we would have played the championship had we advanced, that night uh, our daughter Karen gave birth to our first grandchild. Wow.
0: uh, Now it's time to (laughs) to take another look at Well,
1: you know, I I thought about that night being in that hospital, being with her, and here uh, the most important time of my life with her was happening. And yet I had neglected so much of my life with her chasing the dream of being a great basketball mm-hmm. coach yeah. and uh, you know God works in remarkable ways. Yeah
0: really and I've got a couple of grandchildren myself and I, c- it, I can tell you it's a it's, it's a wake-up call isn't it from oh, what you have done sure in the past. Is. You know? It sure is. So, uh, so let's talk about your spiritual life a little bit where how would you say your spiritual life has evolved uh, I know you've uh, learned some lessons along the way What? What do you see as your...
1: Um, I, I've been raised as a Catholic and uh, I'm a practicing devout Catholic and uh, I, I'm, I'm not someone who uh, is uh, in love with ritual or tradition. Uh, I, I have what I think is an evolving relationship with God that's built upon prayer. And uh, I, I have a very, very strong prayer life and uh for whatever reasons God has blessed me with that. He's blessed me with a conscience, he's blessed me with knowledge, he's blessed me with so many gifts, Uh, but one of them that he's blessed me with is is my understanding that prayer is such a valuable part of my
0: life. And you know it's interesting to me, I have a lot of guys who come to me uh, or contact our organization when they are going through a divorce or a separation or loss of job or whatever Mm -hmm. and they they don't have any spiritual underpinnings to fall back on. And, and I'm always curious about um, you know, how someone can, I don't know, how, how you can miss that. I mean, it seems like a, an yeah. important lesson.
1: I, 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 I think, Jerry, uh, being a Christian is like being a great basketball player. Um, if you think you have it made, that's when you let your guard down. Mm. That's when you get mm. beat. I mean the demons are everywhere in a basketball court, right, the right. demons are everywhere mm-hmm. in life. Once you think you have it made, once you think you're at the top, uh, that's when you're writing your obituary as a basketball player, and I think you're writing your obituary as a Christian as <coughs> well. So there, there needs to be a constant vigilance, just as a player needs to work on his game every day, I really believe as a Christian you need to apply yourself every day.
0: Yeah. So is there a point in your... Uh, spiritual development where you felt like you finally had some understanding of what that was all about or if you just sort of muddled your way along how would you s- I, I
1: I see myself constantly learning much like I constantly learn as a parent I constantly learn as a coach I constantly learn as a husband I'm constantly learning as a Christian because you have so many experiences in life and life could be just absolutely wonderful and in a matter of a breath all that joy disappears Mm -hmm. and as long as you're focused on a trusting relationship with god i I think you could find that balance in your life where the joys are joyful the sadness is sad but there's a a, an understanding that it's the will of god that's unfolding
0: Mm. so i'm curious then about uh, your marriage then with all the time you've had to spend away did do you have regrets about your marriage as well as I, I, I certainly
1: feel that uh, uh, spending time away from Kathy has uh, the sacrifices she has made to allow me to do my job has taught me how important sacrifice is. Mm. And it has taught me how important parenting is. And it's taught me how important working at your marriage is. Yeah. Uh, much like being a coach, much like being a player, much like being a Christian. Being a husband, you have to work at that every
0: day as well. Um, In the little survey we did online, um, there were a lot of guys who said that their family did not see them as a spiritual leader in their family. And I suppose, you know, with career demands and everything else, you can understand that maybe it's usually mama who's taking the kids to church on Sunday morning. But um, that that sort of concerned me that uh, the majority of men said that they were not seen by their family as a spiritual leader. You got a reaction to that?
1: Yeah, I, I think if my you would ask my children and, and my wife, they'd say, I, I am the spiritual mm. leader. And and to me, that is my biggest task. Yeah. Uh, that is the, the greatest task I have is I have to be uh, the example. I have to be the angel. I have to be the messenger yeah. in all of my life. And if I can't live my life that way, how can I expect them to live yeah. that way? And I, I think rather than me uh, uh, try to tell them uh, everything about my Christian belief. I think if I live it, that's the best example yeah. I can give.
0: I'm just curious, have you ever had occasion, probably you have, uh, to talk to players who were spiritually searching? Does that?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a remarkable uh, experience that I've had as a coach in these 24 years. And and I'll give you two great examples. Uh, Quinn Harwood, who graduated in 96, and Yanko Narrod who graduated in 94, came to Davidson as Baptized Catholics, but had drifted away from the church, had not attended church. Or actually, were agnostic in their uh, life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, didn't even believe in God anymore. Uh, we would have conversations, not not in depth, but enough conversations during the course of their four years with us. Uh, Yonko Narrative is like, is one of the most committed Christians you could find right now, and Quinn Harwood is a youth minister in California. Mm. Uh, But just as I think the experience with me has helped those two, I think the experience that I've had with some of my players has been incredibly helpful for me. Andrew Lovedale, one of our our, our terrific players who uh, has a foundation that supports young people in Nigeria, Uh, his his demonstration of Christianity in his life, the way he lived his life, was a constant message to me. And I wanted to uphold my end of the relationship by mirroring the way he was living his life. J.P. Coleman, who's a current captain for us, the same way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. um, Lovedale was just sort of an amazing guy to even watch. I mean, I don't know how he found the time to do all he did in addition to his college and Well, J.P.
1: Coleman's the same way. And it's, it's sort of like a message from God that, look, I'm going to send angels your way. Wow. And uh, here's an angel, J.P. Coleman, here's an angel, Andrew Lovedale. But as he's sending angels to us, I think he expects us to be angels in our own
0: way. Absolutely. So, uh, these grandchildren that are coming along now, what will be your advice to them to do differently than Granddaddy did?
1: Um, Well, I, I, I really think that the two greatest gifts you can give to your family, to your friends, are the two greatest gifts that God gives to us time and love and they're the two greatest gifts that god wants from us time and love and those are the two greatest gifts we can give to our friends and to our family Mm. time and love
0: um you know i most people who would interview you for sports related something would never ask you questions about your spiritual life and yet it is obvious that's such a central part of who you are um and and that you feel comfortable uh, talking about that i'm just wondering why that's so difficult for so many men i mean it just seems uh if you are if you are feeling it the way um, you should be feeling it, it seems to be a natural part of your life and but so it,
1: it's a it's a perceived weakness in 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 the world we live in today having the emotion of of belief in god and a and a a fervent relationship with god is considered to be a sign of weakness Mm. it's a shame isn't it it sure is um and uh i I think the more of us that uh live that life not go out and preach it from the pulpit but just by the way we live Mm. our lives uh i think uh, you'll, you'll see that uh the pendulum will swing the other way.
0: Yeah, Well, it it is good to know that there are leaders such as yourself who feel that way and that uh, there is some hope for us. I mean, I I sometimes get frustrated that (coughs) it's particularly difficult to pull men away from career demands and so forth to focus on spiritual issues, and yet it's actually the short route rather than the long route when it comes down to it.
1: Uh, I, I think they go hand in hand spiritual life with success in your career Mm -hmm. I I, I don't think that uh, you could separate the two and uh, when you start feeling that you can make it and if you push hard and you drive yourself that you're going to make it well it's not going to happen it's got to come through a relationship with God that it is done for his glory as a fulfillment of his will and not so much what you want to accomplish and what you do. You know, in my world of coaching, um, I'll give you some things that are demonic. The coach of Florida Gulf Coast has been coaching for two years and uh, has had a great run by winning two games in the NCAA tournament. He was just hired at Southern Cal for over a million dollars now the jealous demon that exists in every human yeah. says look what I've been doing right it's right. it's the, the the biblical story of is it the prodigal son mm-hmm. uh, and and that jealousy pops its ugly head up all right, the time right, right. I rest easy knowing that God has decided to do that why should I be jealous of what God has chosen to happen? Yeah. It's a it's a reconciliation within myself that uh, has evolved as a result of my walk with
0: God. Yeah, well, that's great. Um, any parting words you want to share for uh, aspiring young basketball players that might be listening to this?
1: Um, use people like J.P. Coleman and Andrew Lovedale as the models of excellence. Mm -hmm. Um, Realize where your gifts come from. Uh, Your gifts are given to you by God and He's expecting you to use them wisely. And if you use those gifts wisely, don't put your focus on the end, put your focus on the process. Wow,
0: great advice. Coach, thank you so much for giving us your time. I know that you've got plenty on your plate and I uh, appreciate your taking the time for this interview and, and a chance to maybe share with some other people uh, how you feel about your own spirit. Well, thanks record.
1: for what you do, Jerry. Um, it's a remarkable ministry that you have. Thank you. Thank you.
0: appreciate you being here. This is Coach Bob McKillop for Davidson College. I'm Jerry Hancock from Men in Balance.